Gartner defines edge computing as part of a distributed computing topology where information processing is located close to the edge, where things and people produce or consume that information. In the report 2021 Strategic Roadmap for Edge Computing, Gartner analyst Bob Gill wrote that edge computing is entering the mainstream as organizations look to extend cloud to on-premises and to take advantage of IoT and transformational digital business applications. Infrastructure and operations, or INO leaders, must incorporate edge computing into their cloud computing plans as a foundation for new application types over the long term. In today's podchat for Future CIO, we look at edge computing, the hype surrounding it, and the realities of the technology. Helping us to understand what all the fuss is about is Matthew Utsvin, CTO and VP for Asia Pacific and Japan at Pure Storage. Matthew, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Alan, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, pleasure is all mine. As CTO, what exactly is your role at Pure Storage? And is this similar to CTOs at banks and other commercial establishments? Yeah, really good question. I like to describe my role in three words. I listen, I think, and I speak. And I think the most important thing for a CTO of a vendor, a supply-side technology company, is to really understand what's happening in the marketplace. And you do that by listening to your customers, uh, to partners, and to people like yourself, Alan, so that I can provide a direct line of communication back to our global headquarters. And, and that really helps us build the products of tomorrow. And of course, as a CTO, that's what we do. We're very much focused on watching that marketplace and ensuring we've got the right products to meet demand uh, into the future. Okay, so let's see if you are listening to your customers. How has COVID-19 impacted the priorities of Asia-Pacific organizations? How should the CTO be responding to these changes in priorities? Uh, It's obviously been deeply impactful. I can't think of a more impactful event than COVID-19 and what we went through in 2020. I like to describe the technology response, and so therefore the CTO response to the pandemic as as unfurling in a number of phases. And that first phase was really about an emergency response. It was almost like we were reacting to a fire or to a flood. Uh, But the difference, of course, is that it wasn't limited in its geography or its duration like a a natural disaster was. It's, it's, It's global. Uh, and we really don't know when it's going to end. And so from a technology perspective, we had to ensure continuity of our work. We had to make sure that we had the technology and tools available inside our organizations to make sure that productivity wasn't diminished, that people still felt connected, that people could still do their job. So, you know, for the first part of the pandemic, that was really what the technology response looked like. But I think as we've moved into this second phase and this third phase, uh, what we're doing now is is trying to drive efficiency, uh, extract more value, utilize data much more than we were at the start of the pandemic. Because all of those wonderful plans that businesses and government had at the start of 2020, we went out the window really quickly. And we were scrambling, uh, we being, you know, countries, nations, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore, Australia, uh, you name it, to ensure that we had new data and new information so that we could make these new plans. Of course, we needed to ensure that we had the digital backbone to be able to uh, to capture all of these new data sets. So that's the phase that we're in now. And arguably, we're coming into an, an even more 
advanced phase, this sort of four phase, if you will, uh, where we're really looking at the well-being of individuals, of the employees that we have inside our organisations and ensuring that uh, we're providing the right technology uh, to keep people you know, active and engaged and feel like they have that social dimension that, of course, has gone away since we've all been working from home. Our topic is edge computing. So edge computing has been with us since the 1990s. Now, according to Gartner's uh, 2020 hype cycle, it is approaching the peak of inflated expectation. Where do you see edge? I know where do you see edge computing in terms of a awareness by CTOs at enterprises, b integration by CIOs into the IT strategy, and c among the vendors how vendors are marketing the technology. If I can still call it a hype. Yeah, it's interesting that they, they call I hadn't seen the hype cycle, uh, to be fair. And, and I think your statement's right. I mean, we've been talking about the edge since the 90s. And some great examples of that, of course, were, you know, retail establishments, for example, that had point of sale systems. You know, technically, that's an edge. But things are really different this time around. And the reason I suppose Gardner has it at the top of that hype cycle is because like new transformational technologies that come through, they they come through on waves. But what we're seeing now is the convergence of some really big waves coming together to be quite disruptive. So if we think about the exponential growth that we see in, say, data or, you know, uh, the shrinking of processes, uh, what we're seeing in the storage ecosystem, you know, interesting fact that in four years from now, the price of a hard drive will be more expensive than flash storage, you know, things are becoming cheaper. All of this comes together and is converging on our edges. And it's actually rather transformational because what we're going to be able to do with this uh, is radically change the way that we interact with the world around us. So on the back of this, CIOs certainly have very high level uh, of awareness, uh, predicated typically by the vertical industry that they represent. But there are still swathes of organizations that aren't, I suppose, as digitally savvy as others and aren't really aware of the opportunities that lie ahead. As for integration, I think this is where the real challenge lays ahead for the technology community, the CIO community, because there's been this big focus on the elimination of data silos, for example, and silos from within the IT realm. But it seems that as fast as we're able to bring these silos down, we keep creating and building new ones. And so there's a lot of islands of uh, data and islands of information that are being created outside the comfortable boundaries of our clouds and our corporate data centers that could possibly form the silos of the future. And this is, of course, going to be a really big problem from an integration perspective that needs to be solved by the CIO community. And from the the supply side, you know, to to speak for the the vendor side of the equation, uh, I I think it's fair to say that there's a very high level of awareness. And and from that, I think, has been a lot of messaging. And now that I think about your earlier statement about the, the peak of the hype cycle, perhaps there is a match between what Gartner is predicting of, of Edge being towards the top of that cycle and the amount of marketing dollars that have been pouring into the marketplace to talk about this particular concept. In Asia, what developments are enabling organizations to embrace Edge in 2021? So, I think there's been a number of intersecting things that have uh, converged and merged. Let's sit back and, and look at this. 
the rationale behind the rise of the edge comes from this huge exponential uptick we're seeing in IoT. In other words, we're connecting more devices and things to our corporate networks than ever before. And there's probably dozens of reasons why this is the case, but the the most likely reason is down to economics. Uh, The price of merchant silicon is approaching zero. It costs just a couple of cents to make just about any inanimate object intelligent. So we could put sensors in just about anything we see in the room that we're sitting in right now or perhaps as as we walk the streets. Uh, And then there's other technologies as well that are enabling these sensors to come online and be centralized. And what I'm talking about here is is 5G. It's one thing to have the sensor. It's another thing to be able to get the data from it. And so I I think as we're seeing these two technologies intersecting, uh, there's now an abundance of really important and interesting data sources for our organizations that we can take corporate telemetry from. There is uh, an enormous amount of new opportunity for companies, for governments, for hospitals, for educators to be able to get information sources that they weren't uh, previously privy to. And what about challenges? I mean, you so you talk about 5G and 5G is coming hopefully someday soon. IoT, is, as you say, has been around for a while and it continues to evolve. What about the challenges? What remains as key challenges uh, that are delaying this uh, mass adoption of uh, what they call it, uh, edge computing, for example? Well, there's a few technology challenges here. The, the first one is that I think there's been a really strong over-rotation towards public cloud computing and centralization in general. And by its nature, the edge is completely the opposite of it. It's completely decentralized. So now from a, a strategy perspective, CIOs are really thinking about how do they harmonize the investments that they've made with public cloud and within their data center with these new upcoming data sources from the edge. So there's a technology challenge there. It's one focused upon the unification of a data plane. So how does data flow seamlessly across these three digital realms? And how do you control, command and control the data as well? It's something that we've been very focused on at Pure Storage from an engineering perspective, because we see this as being one of the the big challenges. Now, the last thing I wanted to touch on challenge-wise is that I think we're opening ourselves up for some difficulties in the future around security. What we know is that we're opening up multiple vectors of possible attack. There's going to be an abundance of ways that uh, the hacker community, if they are a community in data, are able to possibly penetrate our corporate networks, government networks, healthcare and education, etc. So I, I think as we start to embrace the edge and all its uh, and all its promise, we really do need to have some careful consideration around how we protect the data and our organizations from these vectors attack. Are we, from a skills perspective, experience and expertise, would you say enterprises in uh, and CIOs and their teams in Asia are adequately skilled or have access to the necessary skills to help them guide through the adoption of this? Uh, now, what you say, which is, uh, some call it edge cloud, right? And bringing it in or tying it back into the core, which is in the cloud or even on still on-prem for some enterprises. That's a really good question because there's a number of aspects to this. 
Firstly, we could make the statement, which is true, that there is a general skills shortage in place when it comes to building out cloud capability, data center capability. Those resources are being hoovered up by you know the massive public clouds. And I think it's very difficult for end users at the moment to be able to attract the right talent. But that's only part of the problem. The other part of the problem is that there is a tendency for high levels of specialization to occur on the edge. We're not just talking about a number of keystone technologies that we have inside the data center or inside the cloud. What we're talking about with the edge is an absolute cacophony of small and discrete and bespoke types of, of tech. So I think you know robotics or drones or medical imaging equipment. And really what we're describing here is a need to bring together IT and OT. In other words, IT, OT convergence where operational technologies become a logical extension of information technologies. And it's that blurred line between these two ecosystems that's also going to present a problem for technologists and centralized technologists. And we may actually want to consider the way that we structure and arrange our companies when it comes to, say, mining or, or healthcare or whichever vertical industry we have, where we begin to integrate IT and OT teams together. Uh, at the moment, my observation would be that IT is typically a centralized function and operational technology, drones, driverless vehicles, trucks, robots, etc., typically sit within particular business units. And so perhaps the combining and arrangements that we're making inside our companies could probably be a little bit, be a little bit better and ease the integration challenges that we're likely to face in the future. You mentioned uh, business units, also operations, right? You have your manufacturing production floor would have a different view of technology because they're a lot more OT intensive than IT. But anyway, uh, if we look at you, because you started mentioning about the different industries, some of the industries like uh, you know mining, automotive, healthcare. If we look at different industries across Asia, who would you say are at the cusp of harnessing the promise of edge computing or this IT OT convergence that you just mentioned? You know, I'm going to go straight to healthcare, and I give that example because I think if we take an element of a hospital, let's think of an operating theatre. It is the ultimate expression of an edge use case. Think about what you would see inside a theatre. You've got the, you know, Da Vinci machines for automating surgery. You've got 3D scanners. You've got X-ray equipment. You've got 8K monitors and 16K monitors. You've got massive amounts of data feeds. Uh, we're now putting artificial intelligence inside operating theatres as well, where AI is being used to help the decision-making process of surgeons. And so we think about this abundance of devices and the abundance of data. Hospitals are actually doing a rather good job of ensuring that there's high levels of, of integration occurring between what they would call the edge and their centralised facilities as well. So I think healthcare is doing a good job. If I look at uh, other sectors such as oil and gas or probably the, the mining sector, uh, that's another good example because this is an example where we have an edge or distributed edge which isn't in a regional location it's in some of the most remote locations on the planet you know think about what's uh, some of those mine sites in western australia for example how do you have that mine site with all of the the data that comes from automated trains uh, trucks uh, all of the drones that you've got up in the air 
uh, the uh, 3D sensor equipment, the, the uh, underground sensing equipment as well. How do you ensure all of that is connected to centralised facilities? And this is uh, a shining example of, of where the mining sector does really well. Their levels of integration of IT and OT divergence is some of the best that I've seen across any industry. And they really are a, a leading example of how to connect your distributed edge and your uh, regional and remote locations with central locations. What can we learn from these healthcare, these mining or, uh, organizations that would help the rest of the enterprises, the banks, the retailers, the, and the supply chain, in terms of really adopting and using this convergence as well as this edge computing uh, technology that's already here? When you've got an emerging technology, something that's fairly new, we really haven't explored the limitations and the capabilities. There might be some great examples within particular industries, but I think this is where creativity and an open mind really does come to the fore. If I look at what made the miners successful and I look at what their leadership teams did, it was the bravery of being able to look beyond their own industry. Instead of looking to other miners, to see what one company was was doing and utilizing technology. They were actually looking further afield. There was examples of, of some of the biggest mining companies on the planet traveling to China to watch process engineering and process manufacturing to see what they could learn from a different sector. They were walking through the data centers of hospitals to understand how they were connecting their IT and OT together. They were walking through the casinos in Macau and, and Las Vegas and through those data centers to understand what was the relationship between what was occurring on a gambling floor and the technology in the back end to keep that moving. The point I make here is for CIOs to look beyond their own industry for inspiration, look for the ways that other problems are being solved within other vertical industries and try applying that to your own. And that's one of the, uh, the hallmarks of the organisations that have been able to stay at the front of this transformational challenge. We're at the beginning of 2021. What can we look forward to with regards to edge computing and all the challenges and opportunities that they promise? I am an absolute optimist when it comes to this. I think there's an enormous amount of opportunity. And we've got to remember that we're in a period of accelerated growth. So the growth that we saw from the 2000s is going to be absolutely compressed. And you can expect over the next few years to see some uh, fundamental changes in the way that we interact with the edge. Firstly, we've got this intersection of 5G. We've got the combination of artificial intelligence. And we're now moving to a world where we're letting go of our interfaces. We're letting go of the keyboard and mouse. And we're using our voice as the new keyboard. Now, as these technologies come together, my expectation is that we'll be able to interact with the world around us in a way that we haven't been able to before. We'll be able to use hand gestures, because technology like LiDAR will now exist in this cacophony of devices that we have around us, and we'll be able to speak and interact with what was in the past an inanimate object. And so I think that the exchange that we can expect to see is that we're going to be unbound from the screen. We won't need to look at our phones as much as we do today. We won't be looking at laptop screens or computer screens or the tablet. We'll now be able to raise our chins a little bit more and interact intelligently with devices. And just remember, these devices are more than likely going to have the capability of centralized artificial intelligence powering them as well. So think about 5G being able to bring Alexa-like capability or 
Watson-like capability to this world around us. So I think we're due for another quantum shift in the way that we expect to interact with the technology around us. And quite frankly, I'm excited. Just to tone down your excitement, I'll give you a math, uh, this nice little exercise. In 30 seconds, in this future of massive data, of convergence, of edge and core, what will be the role of pure storage? Oh, good one. Well, we're going to be the unifier. We're going to be the organization that brings technology to the marketplace that allows this seamless connection of information and the flow of data between the intelligent edge, the centralized data center, and the cloud. And we're going to enable our customers to be able to manage with simplicity a holistic view of their data ecosystem without creating the silos of the future. And what that is going to enable is that our customers' customers will have better experiences uh, and more robust experiences utilizing the technology and tools that's being laid out for them. Matthew, thank you for joining me on Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you, Alan. That was Matthew Utspin, CTO and VP, Asia Pacific and Japan for Pure Storage on the topic of building a foundation for edge computing in 2021. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We also invite you to sign up for our weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Thank you.